Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. We've all seen experts give out their picks, including me, but who's monitoring to make sure that those picks are actually accurate and are what they say they are? You're about to meet the CEO of a company who's doing just that as Guaranteed Money gets rolling. And welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle. We do our best to highlight businesses within the wagering world and the wagering space. And I'm excited about this one. This is a company I've heard a lot of buzz about, a lot of conversation about. And we want to talk about SharpRank today. Their CEO, Christopher Adams, joins us to talk about it and talk about what the company actually is, what it's all about. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's it's always fun um, when, when you create a category, uh, trying to explain it. To people, sometimes you have to tell people what you're not, uh, and that that kind of what's left is an easier definition for folks to understand it. So, well, let's let's start with that. I mean, is is that something that you you have to find as a challenge as a, as a company? Do you do you have a tough time explaining what you are? Uh, not not necessarily, because our our equivalent exists in every other market. So, if you look at and I come from investment banking. So if you look at uh, any other industry, whether it's automotive with J.D. Power or um, it could be funds with Morningstar, businesses with Better Business Bureau, buildings, lead certifications, um, you know, a- a- you take any other consumer reports, any other industry has our equivalent, we're just applying it to, to sports betting. So uh, it, it, it becomes easier when, when you can identify what someone's familiar with and then make the parallel, and then instantly right. people kind of understand exactly what we're doing. All right, so let's take a look at what you rate and, and how the business model actually works then when it comes to SharpRank. Sure. Yeah, so SharpRank really, the, the idea really stemmed from hearing a radio ad with uh, – some sort of snake oil salesman guaranteeing money and uh, risk-free hey, whoa, betting. Whoa, the name of the show. Easy, easy. <laughs> well, well, hang on. But but that person was also uh, uh, making claims about their ability that were statistically impossible. And I, I come from an industry where I have to go through FINRA exams, SEC compliance, FBI background checks, and I still couldn't take a public forum lie about my ability and then guarantee people money if they were to elicit my services. So what we started doing was thinking, okay, well, hang on, there's got to be in this new industry, there's got to be, you need infrastructure, you need participants, and you have to have oversight in order for a market to mature. And so what we said was in this, you know, I say it a lot, but like in this wild west where everybody wants to be a cowboy, we're going to be the sheriff. And we're going to be that, you know, that institution in the market that um, kind of standardizes the rating and sets a foundational level of consumer trust uh, through public influencers, through media members, through handicappers, through any and any anyone or thing that puts a pick out publicly kind of falls under our our uh, oversight. All right. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about the, that, because I, I don't just dis- go ahead. No, no, no. That, feel, feel free. Let's shoot. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, because, you know, there are thousands, it would seem, if not tens of thousands of people out there making picks, myself included. How vital is it to keep those individuals accountable? And I'm going to ask, you know, 
how challenging is it? Because it seems like my social media field is full of people like me giving out picks. Uh, there are people out there selling picks. There are members of the media that I think are, are very new to the gambling space that are giving out picks. Uh, if you're the sheriff, you have a lot of people out there to corral. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we do. And that's that's part of what's so exciting about this is um, what, what we found in sports betting, because it's so new, you get a flood of... Uh, uh, talent and intellect coming into a market that there's no ceiling set on success yet. And so people are coming from uh, <clears throat> NASA, the Wall Street, they're coming from everywhere into sports betting because they're super intelligent people. And, and so what, what we try and do in our company is we, we segment in three categories. We have watch list, coverage initiated, and out of scope. A watch list, we are not going to let you know, but we are watching you. And what that means is we are taking notes on you and scoring you on a matrix based on performance, interaction with the public. Uh, are you making claims that are valid based on what we're able to uh, validate? Um, and all those, all those sorts of things. And if you score high enough on that for long enough, uh, we'll approach you and say, hey, uh, we'd like to initiate coverage on you. Here's what that means from uh, a guideline standpoint. And then we, uh, we calculate a rating um, and pull out some curated data science that people can use. And, and essentially what it is is a blue check mark on Twitter. It's the same concept, right? You're, you're having an independent party validate who you are as a picker of, uh, of sporting events or sporting outcomes. Uh, and so what there are a lot of people um, n now that being said we focus where public ex exposure is the highest at least initially and what that means is a lot of media members uh, a lot of social social platforms and a lot of things of that nature because whether we want to admit it or not that's affecting financial outcomes of individuals who are consuming sure. that content and 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 the problem really the the big problem really uh, <clears throat> is there is a, a, an identical infrastructure to banking that is forming here in sports betting where in banking you have a research side of the house and you have a trading side of the house uh, and you have a like a do not cross line or your license gets stripped because if if you taint that research or you taint that trading um, the regulators can come in and fine and licenses and the public trust just erodes for that company. What we're seeing now is media partners meshing with operators. Some are now vertically integrated. Some just have contractual um, partnerships. But what the public really needs to understand is what we're here to do is validate that content side and that social influence side to say, hey, you're actually getting valid information. You're not just getting funneled to the side of a bet that their operator partner needs public tickets on. That's that's really important to set set as a foundational level of trust because from there, those influencers can be used to the advantage of the content platform and the operator. But until then, it's it is just it's lawless. <laughs> so it's the way it is. Um, the wild west out there. And I think you're I think you're right when you have that that merger of church and state, there needs to be somebody that says, hey, wait a minute, you can you can trust this information you're getting is correct versus across the street where it might not be so accurate. Yeah, no, that, 
that is that is spot on and and look we're we're uh we're not here to pick fights <laughs> uh that's not something we do it, you know we're um we're here to report the news and that that's it and and you know we as part of our job we audit and i mean we have our our the background of our team is cpas from public accounting investment bankers and tech and data science people um, we we all came to this industry to form this solution uh, in, in a way that helps it mature and move forward. What what we're not here to do is is go out there and call. It, I mean, today um, <clears throat> today through our audit, we thought we found three uh, very notable uh, platforms uh, producing misinformation around. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and, and I don't need to need to get into it or anything like that but like that's the type of pervasive bad information that is going to cause this industry to implode on itself it's the same where if if we do not set this validation piece as the the cornerstone of this industry we're going to have the housing crisis all over again uh and it is it is it is just going to completely collapse on the other side of it, what is the reaction when you do go to somebody and say, hey, we've been watching you. We believe that what you're doing has been you know, pretty top-notch, pretty accurate. You do get that blue check mark, as you call it. Uh, what has the reaction been like on the, the end of, let's call them the touts or the people who are providing picks or those types of services? Yeah, it's been very well received um, because I think a lot of people who do things the right way want that snake oil pulled out of the market because it's giving them, you know, this is not the industry that uh, people think it was where it's like, you know, you know, that one guy who bets in the space and like he's he's a little shady and blah, blah. You know, this is this is this is different. I mean, this is we're, we're at an inflection point in this market that is identical to what happened with fantasy sports, where it was originally set up and done on paper for math nerds like me. And, and and then what happened was this casual consumer was able to engage because it was gamified through the use of experts and professionals. That casual consumer did not need to like technically do their homework. They could just say, yeah, I mean, I, I want to be a part of this. This seems fun. And we're at the exact same point with sports betting. So the more and more we can help move this industry along and elevate it, the better it is for everybody because it, you know it, it it comes with really really enhancing effects to the total addressable market for sports betting if you look at uh, more mature markets uh, they've completely banned advertising on sports betting you, you you can't do it and it's because they didn't set that foundational level and standardization of of uh, validating and creating credible sources of information. So that's that's kind of what we're here to help avoid in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk a little bit, though, about the, you know, I, you obviously have a, a team of people, but they're not the ones that are all scouring the Internet waiting for every video to drop with a pick included in it. So uh, without giving away too much of the secret sauce, what do, what do the algorithms look like? How do they work to make sure that you can track all of these people uh, efficiently so that it's in the consumer's best interest? It's a good question. We get that a lot, especially um, when we enter into partnerships and things like that is like, well, how, how does it work? Right. How does a partnership work? 
predominantly it is hands-off, right? It is completely hands-off for the partner. But what, what we do behind the scenes is we look at about 60 proprietary parameters. So that doesn't include just ROI and CLV and things that are kind of industry standards. We're looking at risk-reward payoff matrices. We're looking at confidence intervals. We're looking at all these different uh, aspects to somebody's DNA and who they are. Um, so but behind the scenes, what, th what that means is as, <clears throat> as, as those picks come in, they get uh, entered into our algorithm and then they run through uh, two different levels of audit. So we have a uh, pick validator script that is basically going to ping every available line uh, in, in known, known demand <laughs> um, and, and, and basically say, hey, I can find this, right? I can find this, it, it, that what they're claiming is an accurate line, it's accurate money line, it's, you know, so on and so forth. And then f the deeper level of integration is a full-scale audit like what you would find at a public accounting firm. So we run uh, completeness tests, we run accuracy tests, we run existence tests, valuations tests, occurrence tests, presentation, uh, you know, anything that you can possibly think of. And if any of those picks or experts fail through that process, it's something that we pull back um, from part being included in the calculation itself, and then we we dive deeper into it. Um, so it is it is very much an audit process. We are very much a, a data science company, um, and I think that's really important to for us to delineate right now. Is we, you know we are not a content platform. We don't take bets. We don't we don't make predictions of our own. Um, we're not here to compete with those folks. We're, we're here to be compliments to them and, and add credibility to the folks on those platforms. So um, that's, a, that's a little peek behind the curtain. I mean, I, I yeah. think there's, there, there's, there's a lot to be said for um, uh, diving deeper than just accuracy. Um, you know, if, if Morningstar's ratings of funds were just returns, they wouldn't be a ton of value add to the market. Uh, what what we take into account is backwards looking and uh, forward or predictive uh, into into the rating. So that can be a number of different things, but it's about it's about a sixty parameter look at, at somebody. What does it look like on the consumer end of things? How do people consume the product? Are we looking at an app that people can access? And if so, tell us a little bit about it so our audience can get involved. Oh man, I feel I feel like I, uh, I I I fed you that question. We just released uh, Sharp Rank Plus. <laughs> you didn't. Um, you didn't. Just to be fair, I, I did. Yeah, just to be clear, uh, there's nothing nefarious going on here. Um, we 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 just released Sharp Rank Plus, which if you're familiar, if anybody out there listening is familiar with uh, PitchBook, um, uh, Kayak. Um, and any industry database uh, that's used to source information, we, we've just released that in our web app. Now, the, the consumer-facing product, uh, aside from that, that has kind of two levels, uh, a consumer side, and, but it's also a portal for our commercial partners um, who get some uh, differing levels of access. And then 
the the mobile app itself is something that I say this a lot. Like we actually almost accidentally created a sticky product. Uh, it, it, it was really built for uh, data collection. One of the things we heard from partners was, I'm just not going to teach my team a new CMS system. Like it, they have a tough enough time getting this stuff in by deadlines to add another layer, layer of complexity is incredibly difficult. So what we did was we just built a mobile app uh, for people to keep in their pocket and input their picks if, if they so choose. So um, the consumer-facing app is a great product. Uh, it, it has everything you could possibly need, uh, in, including an ability to create um, uh, groups or and add sharp benchmarks into those groups. So um, our, our flagship of our ratings is cross-sport functional and bet-type agnostic. And, and what I mean by that is you can now finally answer the question, uh, who, who's better, uh, you picking uh, NBA props or me picking college football totals, right? Or, or uh, someone else picking uh, golf, right? We're, right? we're now completely normalized on one leaderboard. Um, now you can bifurcate down and, and segment in, in whatever way you, you prefer, but that's really how we built it uh, so that it's it's kind of normalized across sports and across bed types. Tell us a little bit about the relationship when it comes to sportsbook. Is there room for sportsbooks to, you know, on the partnership side of things? Have any of them reached out to you as a company to say, hey, listen, you know, we're we're just as interested in data as everybody else is. How do we get aboard and how do we team up in this endeavor? Yeah, I, th I think sportsbook, I, man, again, I, these are great questions. I, I, I think sportsbooks are really leading the way around um, what it means to use an influencer, right? And, and, and what it means to, uh, you see this like arms race happening right now with uh, people going to FanDuel, people going to DraftKings, people, you know, people leveraging the content side of the platform to the operator's uh, advantage. And that's great, right? Like, that's really good. The, those people uh, do fall under our purview, right? And, and we sure. believe that that extra level of credibility that we provide those influencers is that extra nudge for the consumer, that casual consumer who might not might not think about betting, but as we mature as a market and those promotions become more and more personalized and they're attached with a content creator or an influencer that is preferable to the consumer, that that starts to increase that that engagement with, with those folks who otherwise would maybe say, eh, that's all right. So I, I, I think I think sports books specifically play a huge role in this. And they're, you know, they are on the cutting edge of responsible gaming uh, and, and you know, the problem gambling and things like that. And, and we we're, we're a different mold of responsible betting. Right. It's 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 tangential to what those initiatives are right now. So. Uh, yes, uh, sports books do reach out to us uh, fairly frequently, and uh, I, I would say uh, in the next few months you you will probably see uh, certain announcements uh, uh, about things like that. Um, but um, 
yeah, it, it, it's it's critical. Um, it's critical for the industry, and it's critical for the the key stakeholders in the industry to validate what this is, um, because without that, it, it 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 can the line can blur pretty quickly. Chris, we're going to have to have you on when some of those announcements uh, come down the pipe. We appreciate you taking the time today. Yeah, absolutely. This was great. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking all the questions I fed to you beforehand. This is awesome. <laughs> My accuracy should not be questioned here. Just to, just to be clear, Chris Adams, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thanks for watching. This is the part where we put you to work just a little bit. So like, subscribe, and of course, tap the bell to get alerts for when new content comes out. Leave a comment if you can. And if you really liked what you saw, share it on social media, won't you?